You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, what can I help you with? Yeah, so I'm a non-traditional student. I'm okay. 26. My birthday's in like a week, so I should probably start saying 27. Happy okay. birthday. Thank you. Um, and I've done about, I was a psych major, um, and I'm about 99% of my way through my post-bac that I have completed at Seattle University. I live in Seattle. Okay. Um, and I'm in the middle of the application cycle. I am applying to medical school this year. Okay. I only have one class left that I'm taking, and it's just to shore up a few schools that have extra requirements. Okay. Um, and so, you know, it's mid-July right now. I've finished my primary. I've finished the activities. I've finished the MCATs behind me. So really all I have in front of me is I'm just thinking about secondaries. Yeah. Um, everything else is, you know, it is what it is. I think it was pretty good, but but we'll see, right? Okay. Um, so my first question is sort of in terms of, has to do with my timeline here, which is that I turned in my primary on June 16th. So I expect it to be verified soon-ish here. Yep. They're going pretty slowly right now. But yep. um, I've been shipping away at secondaries since that time. Okay. But I you should not, you should have started receiving secondaries as well. I haven't I haven't been verified yet. Yeah, you don't need to be verified to start getting secondaries. You haven't gotten any oh. secondaries yet. You don't have to be verified to get secondaries. No. Nope. Oh, so the the context then the reason I haven't is because I only sent out to one school at the time. Okay. And I didn't send them transfer to more schools because at the time I didn't know my MCAT score. I took the MCAT on May twenty seventh, so I didn't get okay. my score until week and a half ago. Okay. Um, and so I wanted to wait to see that score to decide if I should continue. Got right, it. With the cycle or or if I wanted to wait a year. So. I should add those schools probably now, although receiving the secondaries is only so helpful since I still have to write them. And this sort of gets yeah. to my question actually, which is that I'm currently working on the secondaries. My goal is to apply to about 30 schools. I have my school list like 80% made, you know, there's some flexibility there. Yeah. Um, does it make any sense to sort of stagger adding the schools? Cause I know schools, some of them, want you to finish them within a week or two weeks. Some of them don't seem, you know, they tell us they don't really care. Mm -hmm. Does it make sense then, since I already know what the prompts are, to kind of stagger when I send in my primary to them, when I transmit it, so that I know I have those essays ready to go before I transmit? Um, does it make sense to stagger? Yes, um, a little bit, right? So so you could potentially add the other 29 schools to your list, assuming that, that 30 school uh, kind of number that you have. You could add all 29 and get 29 secondaries tomorrow and be completely overwhelmed and and take three, four, five weeks to get to some of them if you haven't pre-written any of them. And so does it make sense potentially to just add kind of your top five, your top 10 to get those ones in? Because it'll be a pretty quick turnaround between even when you're not verified. And I think that's a big misunderstanding about this process is once medical schools have the ability to start pulling applications from the application service, they can then start sending secondaries, verified or not. Okay. So once those schools, let, let's say you add five or 10 schools, 
tomorrow you could potentially get eight secondaries. Two of them are going to screen and they're waiting for something, whatever. But eight of them are like, we don't care. We send it to everyone and, and you may get eight secondaries tomorrow. Can you turn around eight secondary applications in two weeks comfortably? And if you can, great, do it. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's that's a pretty logical way to think about kind of next steps and how many how many um, schools you should be adding kind of stepwise here. Okay, yeah, I was thinking if, if my goal was the 30 schools, I would look at that and I was thinking I'd break it into sets of three, sort of sets of 10, right? Okay. And, and, and transmit to 10, turn in those 10, then do the next set and just kind of, so that way, sure, I'm, I'm probably finishing up in, you know, a few in September, but those are the schools that I was perhaps least worried yeah, about. Yeah, and, right? and least... probably not even September. I, I think you, you'd be surprised once you start to get like five or 10 secondary applications in, it's a lot of repetitive stuff and you're kind of reusing yeah. stories and massaging old ones for new ones. And, and the, the turnaround time gets faster and faster, typically is what I see. Okay. Well, then let's get to maybe the more interesting questions, which has to do with those somewhat repetitive questions on secondaries. Cause yeah. like I said, I've been, I've been working on it. Um, not full time, but I've been working on the secondaries, um, going to SDN or to, I think you have secondaries.com mm -hmm. or something for, for the list. Secondaryapps.com. Secondaryapps.com. Yeah. And those have been super helpful. So, I have a, I think a somewhat typical question, you know, if you Google this, you'll find a, a lot of people asking it. I'm, I'm a, a white male and I also have had experiences that it kind of fit with that stereotype. I've had a relatively stable family background, middle class and all that. And I went to university and I graduated. Um, and when I'm writing about my diversity prompt, I guess, first of all, just my understanding was that the way I should be thinking about it is just what are life experiences I might have that someone else who's going to be in the med school class might not have, right? Or outlooks. Okay. Um, can, so, I, can I stop you there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think you, you started down the right path of like, it's not just the color of my skin. It's not just my ethnicity. It's, it's my experiences. The part where I want you to stop is experiences that others may not have. This whole game is not what makes me unique. You may find some secondaries that try to specifically parse that. I hate those questions because truly there is nothing unique about you, right? And I say that with all love and respect, right? You're not the, the wonderful little pretty snowflake that mommy says you are. I think too many students try to go through this process and think, okay, I have to be unique. I have to be unique everything that you've thought about has been done before, right? It, there's, there's nothing that you're going to put on your application short of curing HIV, curing cancer, that a, a, an admin or an adcom member is going to go, oh my gosh, look at this. this is, I've never seen this before, right? So I don't want you to worry about uniqueness. I want you to worry about authenticity. What in your experience, your life experiences, do you think you can add to the class? And so I think that it's a very common secondary is like, what are you going to add to our class? Diversity. I think those are very similar questions that you can use the same answer for, especially as a, a cis white man, right? Is 
here are my experiences. I was the captain of my tennis team. I was the whatever. I have this leadership experience. I have that leadership. Whatever experiences you have, skills, traits, experiences, what can you bring to the class? Leaving out that extra that someone else isn't going to bring. Gotcha. And I, I, yes, I certainly wouldn't uh, frame it that way in my writing. Yeah, but I, I, I don't um, want you to frame it yeah. that way in your writing, but I don't want you to think about it too because that will that will hinder your ability to think about what to write about. And I'll give you the opposite. Just literally yesterday, as, as we're recording this, I gave feedback on a secondary essay to someone who is a racial and ethnic minority and her diversity essay was basically, hey, I am a racial, racial and ethnic minority. And I was like, and, right? What is, what is that going to add to the class? It's not just, oh, look, the color of my skin is different. Therefore, I'm going to add to the diversity of the class. Okay. So it goes both ways. Cis white man, cis white woman, like traits, experiences, skills that you can bring to the class. If you are a racial and ethnic minority, then go deeper than that. What experiences do you have that you can bring to the class because of that? Okay. Gotcha. Um, and so I guess based on the way you were talking about it there, this is a, a more general question about those. Do you feel some of the essays seem to be very focused on sort of a single attribute or a single experience? And they're like, this is the diversity, or, you know, the, the, the thing that I, I'm, I'm going to talk about versus sort of a collection of a few different things, right? Because um, you mentioned like maybe I did this and that, right? And and these are are what I think I bring to the table, mm -hmm. and that's multiple things. Often the character limits are fairly short on these, so you wouldn't be able to go very in depth on each of those if you yep. were to go that direction. So, for instance, I'll make it personal for me. Um, you know, thoughts I've had are uh, so I was a, a psych major, but beyond that, you know, I have an interest in in mental health. The ways that that's played out in my life has been being the psych major and then doing, I did some research for uh, with trauma stuff with, with children while I was an undergrad and mm -hmm. found that to be really rewarding. And then since then I've been volunteering at a crisis line um, since I decided to go down the med school sort of path. And that's also been one of my favorite activities. I really love it. And um, I'm interested in psychiatry and all this. Yep. Uh, does that sound like a reasonable thing? I know like there's a lot of psych majors, right? Yeah. Um, that's so not again, unique. Does, it doesn't or matter that's about uniqueness. Unique. Yeah. But that's what I, but that's something that like yep. outside of medicine, right? Yeah. Um, that's something that I'm passionate about. So. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll give you two answers. The first answer is tell the story in the best way possible that you, you can, right? To whatever your truth is. And if that is what you got, then tell it. My general stance for the majority of these questions is stay away from academic stuff and stay away from medical stuff, experiences and, and examples. So just talking about majors, it's a very common thing that students love to talk about as well. I'm a economics major and therefore I think differently, blah, 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 right? Super common angle that students take. And I generally go to, I don't care what you studied, right? If you were an economist for 10 years and now you're coming back into medicine, now you have those life experiences as an economist. But basically what you're saying is I read a different textbook, therefore I think different right? Classroom experience is not real world, re, real world experience that translates well into look at how different I am. Look at all of these ways that I think differently. 
So that's my general stance. Stay away from academic examples in these types of secondary essays. So think about high school. I I mentioned, right, the the captain of the tennis team or whatever, right? Think of athletics. Think of uh, family dynamics. Think of something outside of academics and medical examples that you can draw upon as best you can. Those are typically the stories, the examples that work the strongest because they're not super generic. Ooh, I read a different textbook because of my major. Or, ooh, look at me. I'm going to show you how I already act like a doctor in a medical environment to, to kind of show off and show you that I'm ready for this, which is the, the, the typical angle that students go for. Gotcha. Well, it's a little awkward since my second option in my head, at least so far, is the <laughs> is that they mean because since graduating, I've had a few years, but I didn't really have a second career yep. per se. I, I went and I worked as a nursing assistant because okay. um, I knew I wanted to do healthcare, but I didn't know what that meant at the time. And so I just kept working as a CNA. And so that's like, you know, I've had I have a lot of CNA hours and yep. and that's um, and and that's how I sort of spent a lot of my time. Um, being non-traditional, right? That's how I sort of those hours got spent. And yeah. uh, unfortunately, those are things I've talked about extensively, of course, in my primary, right? Like yep. they will know that this is a, a thing about me. Um, and so talking about it from a diversity standpoint seems like maybe it's, it's like you said, it's talking about a medical thing and it's beating a dead horse, sort of. Do you do you have the same sense? Is that probably a bad path to go down? Yeah, and, and again, the the common feedback that I give is just stay away from medical examples, right? It's very common for a student to take a secondary, whatever the secondary question is, unless it's specifically saying, hey, tell us a time in a medical environment or a clinical environment, whatever. It's very common for students to just force in a medical narrative and medical anecdote that it doesn't need to be there. And, and so for me, those are overused for very particular reasons that I would prefer students stay away from. And at the end of the day, it's your application. And if that's what you got that best answers the question, then go for it. Okay. Well, then I, I hope I will have an epiphany while I continue <laughs> to brainstorm. But if I, if I don't, do you think an, uh, my thought would be an emphasis, emphasizing more of the volunteer work at the crisis line and how that's um, – and why that's so engaging for me and, and sort of my interest in in working with people on that sort of mental so, health so, level. Is so that a better angle? Tie it with what is it going to add to the class? Okay. Always, always, always for diversity, for specifically what are you going to add to the class? Tie it to how are you going to enhance the educational environment of your peers? Gotcha. Okay. Thank you. Um, Next question has to do with some of the other, you know, fairly common buckets these essays tend to fall into, which I, I know you're, you're not a fan of thinking of it that way. Um, but when you're looking at 100 essays to, to write, you, it's tricky to find somewhere to start. So I was thinking about, I've written, you know, some starter essays about adversity and um, challenge right? Adversity and challenge essays. And my first question to you is, you know, I've, I've seen several different answers to this. If the prompt uses the word adversity versus the word challenge, how do you kind of differentiate those two? <laughs> um, I don't know or if do I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I do. And, and here's my stance. You, you kind of alluded to it. I don't recommend writing general essays because I see it too often 
where I'm reading an essay, a secondary essay. I look at the prompt and I read the essay and I say, this essay was a generic essay that you wrote, not to the prompt, but to this general, oh, this is my adversity essay. And I'll even have students like in parentheses, it'll be like the school's literal prompt. And then in parentheses, it says adversity essay, diversity essay, challenge <laughs> essay, whatever. Them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so <laughs> secondary essay prompts are so nuanced that typically what I see is that students aren't answering the questions specific to that school's prompts because they're using a general essay that they're like, okay, good, I'm done, copy paste. I, I, I put my effort in, I put my work in earlier to make it easier now, but they're missing the point of the secondary essay, which is answer the specific nuances. And you'll see as the secondary start coming in and as you see just looking at the prompts that are out there now is that a lot of secondary essay prompts are kind of multidimensional. They're like, tell me about this and then tell me this other thing. And students just completely ignore each of the questions and I'll go through a nitpick. Did you answer each specific part of this prompt? Because if you don't, if I were on the ad com for, for that school, I would just completely throw out your essay. But you can't follow directions. That makes a lot of sense. I imagine, you know, I know they... They probably don't do it on this level, but if I was to make a rubric for grading a secondary, I probably would have the boxes would be like, did they answer each of the questions in our exactly. thing, right? Not exactly. did they write, have a really cool adversity? Yeah. You know, did they face something really challenging? That's exactly. not probably what they're rating. So to to your point of it's, it's kind of hard with 100 essays where to start, I recommend you start with your school list, ranking those schools one through 30, What's the number one school I want to go to? What's the number two school I want to go to? You do those essays first. Okay, now I have left. Do I want to re-rank or am I still good with my number three being my next highest one? And just go down that list. Okay, do you think I'm crazy? My, my plan was to start with 10 and, and then go back to one once I, because I feel like I'll probably be, probably my 10th essay will be better than my first essay. It's my, you you my, do you. My game, okay. <laughs> Whatever works for me. So, yep. Um. Okay, so the, in particular, the questions that seem to be getting at sort of like what difficult life experience have you had and how did you deal with it and how did you overcome it, right? That's for, and I'm just gonna be, to be completely honest, and I, and I know people, I think I've seen you address this before and you were like, just really dig deep and think of something. <laughs> and, and I've definitely faced challenges. Like when yeah. I think of like challenging situations, I've, I've read it about like my, I had a trumpet audition that went really poorly and it kind of built into this whole like stage fright thing for about mm -hmm. a year that I worked through um, with my teacher and stuff. And I'm like, okay, this, this works. It makes sense with like, you know, growth that I've seen in my life. Yeah. Um, and it was challenging, but it's not, it didn't like happen to me, right? That was something I, I of course it on, happened which to was you. This, like, I guess, do you think that, yeah, does that seem to you like some, I'm, I'm not sure whether or not to, how much responsibility is there to take for that, I guess. Like if it's like, what's something really, you know, difficult that's happened to you? I'm like, it didn't really happen to me. No, I but it did happen to you. I had a hard time with this, right? <laughs> I chose to do the trumpet thing. Yeah, um, no, I, I think that's perfectly okay. fine, right? Not everyone is going to have this like, oh my gosh, that's so dramatic. I feel so sorry for you. Oh my gosh. Like, I can't believe you've made it this far after everything you've gone yeah. through. Like not everyone has those stories. That's, yeah. that's okay. Don't worry about not having those stories. Right. Like, I'm, I'm glad not to. I'm so fortunate. <laughs> I'm incredibly it's fortunate. It's a good that, thing. That, that, yes. that I have had a, that I have had a, a relatively lucky 
Yes. Like all the hardships have been my of my doing, you know, yeah. um, so far. So yeah, okay. I, I think that that sounds very authentic. It sounds like you have some good learnings to take from that. Don't worry about it being your your quote unquote own doing, right? Okay. Gotcha. Thank you. Um, for COVID questions, mm-hmm. questions they're often just like, "How has COVID What's impacted that? you?" What's or, COVID? <laughs> or how has it impacted your applications? Right? And they're and they're still they're doing them as of it looks like for yep. the most part. Um, I have been I was working as a CNA through this whole process in a big public hospital, um, and so I've seen you know how it's ex- impacted my patients. You know, for me personally, I think it's like it. It, the fact that the patients couldn't have family members come in to see them, even if they didn't have COVID, right? That we like shut all of that down made mm-hmm. a really big impact on me. Does talking about it, does that too focus on other people? Basically, yeah. is I guess my question. Yeah. Yeah. This is this okay. is your essay and this is your story. So okay. just seeing what other people go through is not the goal of that essay. I mean, so, I like to think I've learned to like be there for them through that experience, right? I think that there's yeah, more but see on that, the CNA is to be an emotional. So that goes back to my original messaging of stay away from medical stories because what okay. you're trying to sell me there is, ooh, look at me, look at how empathetic I am, look at how compassionate I am, blah, 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 right? Okay. That's not what the COVID essay is unless it specifically asks, how do you think this has helped you as a future physician? Okay. So I, I think- the, the COVID essay specifically, how has it disrupted your academics, your extracurricular activities, your family life, your financials, whatever, right? Okay. And if nothing, again, big and dramatic and, and oh my gosh, has happened, thank your lucky stars. And you can say that in so many words. You can say, I've been fortunate enough to, to, to not have huge disruptions here, there, and everything, and, and then just state the facts, Right, like okay. everyone else, my classes went online, and here were some of my early struggles. Whatever that that truth is for you. Okay, yeah, I mean, it certainly impacted shadowing and stuff at the time. Of I've, course, I've gotten it since then, and I did some online shadowing. Maybe I could mention that there. But yeah, okay, thank you. I think that's that's uh, we hit all the the big questions I had. It, it was really helpful. I appreciate. Awesome. That. Well, fingers crossed. Your application gets verified here soon with no no big hiccups. They don't have to send it back to you. And yeah, start adding those schools, and you'll you'll get secondaries back pretty quickly. So so uh, from here on out, it's it's writing, 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 and and fingers crossed, you get uh, lots of interview invites in the future. So how did how did you study for the MCAT? Yeah, so the MCAT ended up going really well for me, um, uh, and I studied for it by, I took, I think, one blueprint was actually my first yeah. test that I took, but I, I didn't uh, use other outside things other than UWorld um, okay. and Anki. I, I think using, finding an Anki deck that works for you, sticking with it, gets the the memory part down, and then it's just application, application yeah. for a while, um, figuring out where your weaknesses are and, nice. and spending your time on those. So nice. That's what I did. And what we'll have to we'll have to see in the YouTube comments um, or, or emails that, or social media that I get if it's Anki or what I think it's Anki. Um, so we'll we'll find out. It's one of those I words. I used to say Anki, and yeah. then someone convinced me Anki, but they could have been wrong. So. <laughs> they could have been. It's one of those words yeah. where I think it's a, a very uh, uh, divisive um, <laughs> cult of, of following, pronunciation following. But I'm glad you used the blueprint uh, exam to help out as well. So again, good luck. Thank you for some great questions and uh, keep us posted. Yeah, thank you so much. 
Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. Don't forget to check out our amazing Facebook group, The Hangout, at medicalschoolhq.net slash group. 